Hello, Podwalkers, and welcome back to the Goblin Lore Podcast. Uh, right away, we're just going to let you know this is a very special episode. This is coming out early for the week because Wizards contacted us, and our thank you know we just need to thank them. They they gave us a free preview card. I mean, this is wild, Alex. Oh, it's it's incredible. Right? It's incredible. And unbelievable. And so we just, we, that, so we, we're, this is going to be our episode for the week. It's going to be a little bit shorter. Um, we're just going to kind of, get, you know, we're going to give you the card right up front, tell you a little bit about it, and then we're going to kind of talk about it um, in more detail. So uh, it'll, the art for it with the, the, everything will be linked into the show notes. So if you want to just go check out the card, you can just open up that link and just go look right now. Don't have to even listen to us. Uh, but we're going to talk about this card because, you know, that's, why we do the show that we do yeah so let's, let's just get out of the way this card is called you see a pair of goblins which is which appropriate. Is, it's, it's appropriate right <laughs> <laughs> it is a three mana instant um it, it, you get two, there are two abilities you choose one um charge them creatures you control get plus two plus zero until end of turn or befriend them Create two one one red goblin creature tokens, uh, with flavor text of "I have the shot, shall I take it?" Varice, Silvery Moon Ranger. Um, so that's the card itself, right there. So it's you see a pair of goblins, and I have to say, just from the beginning, the name is awesome. <laughs> like it's just a description, right? Like, but it, it there's a reason. Yeah, and I, I love it. Like I said, it, it it's it's not just is it cool, it's goblin theme, but I, I love that you know you see a pair of goblins that seems appropriate for us well, yeah. <laughs> well it, I, I love the idea that this card is basically like so the, the i think you know basically the idea is it, it uses uh, it, there, there are mechanics it has it has two options it has choice and choice is something that i love um mm -hmm. and i think that in this situation we're seeing and i think the fact that this is the D, &D flavor set right this is the crossover with forgotten realms this is a cool way to bring a D and D mechanic or like D and D type situation into a card. Yeah, and and it's like because charge is literally an action that you take, you can take in combat in D and D, um, and in this case, you know, it gives creatures you control plus two plus zero, which is actually a pretty good mechanical magic mechanical representation of charge in D, D, where you are using your attack action to move forward as part of your attack mm -hmm. it gives you a bonus to your attack yeah so now you have to do it in a straight line. there's all these rules and D, D has rules to it but but so it, it does give you a bonus so it's it's fits perfectly there but then on the other hand D, D is also a game that has a lot of skills and you can do different sorts of things that aren't combat related and so befriend them is a nice little capture of a diplomacy and invite these two guys along with us or these two goblins along with us right like see if they want to join our adventuring party yep. you know and so there's a lot going on kind of with the card um where do we want to start do you want to start art or mechanics uh i think we were already talking mechanics so maybe we just keep doing that and then so this is actually a cool card for us i think because it is a Melthos card in a lot of ways. As soon as I opened this, it f I was like, oh man, Alex is going to be lose his mind. He's going to be so excited. I realized also in our excitement, we didn't introduce ourselves. No, we didn't. Um, so hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Hobbs Q. I can be found on Twitter at Hobbs Q. 
Uh, and I'm Alex Newman, found on Twitter at Mel underscore Chronicler. I mean, we just had so much excitement that it was like we just rolled right in and just realized, like, hey, we may have some people that haven't been here before. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's not a thing I think of. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's a very like Melthos card. So if you're if you're not used to what Melthos is, um, we we've talked a lot on this about psychographics, and there's also the aesthetic kind of psychographics, which are Vorthos and Melvin. Um, you know, we're kind of oftentimes, well, we we I think we straddle that line really well. Uh, you're very much a Mel. It's in your screen name for a reason. Yep. And, uh, you know, I've got kind of the fourth those piece to me. And it's kind of that it's that lore versus kind of the mechanical and, and where those aesthetics kind of blend together. And I think that this is a good example. Yeah, exactly. And there's, there's a lot of good lore just in a general magic sense. You know, you have goblins. What do you do? Do you attack them? Do you befriend them? There's some cool flavor there. Also, the flavor text references a place from the Forgotten Realms, which is a cool sort of Vorthos flavor thing, which is actually interesting because this whole set is going to have a lot of Vorthosness for people in places that a lot of Magic players may not be familiar with. So Magic Vorthoses are going to get to experience a sort of story and, and world that they may not have as much exposure to. And, and you know, it's like this is a cool thing to be thinking about, too, with the, 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 the intersection between the communities, right? And we know that, you know, you've talked about this with playing with your, you know, the, this was the game. The game was basically designed to be to play between D&D sessions. Yeah, that's that's true. Like that, that was how Magic was originally pitched was a small game made from cards that people could play between RPG sessions. Right. And so there was already kind of this, like there, there is overlap within the community, but this is the, the clear, like these are the same world. Yeah. I mean, and even before wizards printed magic, like they got their start as a third party mm -hmm. supplements for RPGs. So like that was what they did to begin with. And then eventually they bought TSR and got the Dungeons and Dragons license themselves and you know on and on from there but it's so that's it's really interesting that that is where they started and in a lot of ways this is kind of bringing those two products actually together that have kind of been parallel for yeah and, and i think that that's where it's it to me it's um you know i saw like a i think it's drizzit um the artwork for that sold for like six figures and it is a beautiful, huge, stunning piece but you know i see beautiful stunning planeswalker pieces that don't go for that and I, I basically, like, as a Magic player, then learned, like, this is such a big deal because of that representation from the D&D &D world. See, we could get back to mechanics because we were talking about Vorthos and kind of went off on a tangent, which is what we are wont to do. Yes, the, the, it's very goblin-like in the sense that we were talking about mechanics and went over to flavor. Um, well, mechanically, to me, the why I like this card so much and why it jumped out at me, like, this is a great combat trick. Um, it is instant speed which is really great. So like from that, but it, it, it is, it's the choice piece and it is a choice piece that is really representing kind of almost like a choose your own adventure on a card in the sense of like, usually it's like choose one of these. And it, like the fact that the, the mechanics have names to them, like you were yes. saying, kind of like charge them is an ability anyway, but that they have names to them is very different than we've seen on kind of our choice cards. This really adds a, a, an element that, that is storytelling. You're making a decision. And a lot of times what we have in life is choices. You know, I think of like a big part of what I talk to people about is choices and choice points. The point, and this is why this card is beautiful. You are at that point 
where you're making a mechanical decision. And this is telling a little story within what you're choosing or how you're choosing it. One of the interesting things sort of not to continue off of that necessarily, but to, to have another a parallel conversation. One of the things that I think is really interesting about this from mechanically, from a, from a metal standpoint, and we don't talk about this a lot because we're really casual players, so we tend to play commander, but in a format that is not singleton, this card is very interesting interacting with its other copies of itself mechanically, because if you choose those decision paths, depending on how those decision paths work, you can have more creatures. If you befriend the first couple you find, then later on, charging might give you more of a benefit because you have more creatures on the board. So just from a mechanical standpoint, the card has this has some interesting decision paths and some tensions there. Yeah, the flexibility to it are both relevant red abilities. Um, they're both things that we would also even associate with goblins, making tokens or even kind of that giving a temporary buff in power only. Um, you know, like these are type of things that you would think of with combat tricks that you might play in an aggressive low to the ground deck. But with that, you to go wide, you have to have stuff to go wide with. Right? Exactly like you were saying, you have to have some creatures on the ground or that charge ability is really not even going to do anything. Um, so... It is like I said I, to me. Just the design of it is 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 just fantastic. And this is interesting too. There are not very many instant speedways or instant. I shouldn't say instant speed, but there are not very many instants in red that create creature tokens. There's a couple. I say there's ways to make like uh, I it, like I think most of the things like Cranko's command and stuff like that are sorcery speed yeah, generally. Sorcery speed, yeah. Like generally, these are, red does not get that ability. Um, to bring in blockers, yeah, basically, exactly. if you need it. Mm -hmm. This this kind of so this from again from the mechanical mel side that is another different thing that this card is bringing. So we need to talk about the art. So oh oh yes, the art is Aaron Miller, um, and we Aaron Miller is a fantastic person. We I mean, um, somebody that I want to get on the show at some point. Uh, he did he's done Siege Gang Commander in the past. He's done just some beautiful goblin pieces this piece in in so you know when, once the high res is kind of available for it you know it is fantastic because the forefront is the two goblins right and you can kind of see their faces in the background is an elf ranger with arrows knocked into his bow yeah two and, arrows yeah two arrows cuz you know there are several shapes behind that ranger that could be an adventuring person. Including what looks like a nice, big, uh, a good a good boy. I'm pretty sure I see a doggo there. And, and um, someone with a staff who could be like a cleric or, you know. And and the, whoever that character is has their arm on the ranger's shoulder. And it's kind of like almost to stay their hand at this point as they're making a decision. Yeah, and you're right. You talk, you talk about the decision point. That's the, this is the decision point. Yeah, that's we, why this art, when I started looking at this art, I was like. Are we going to them or are we going to shoot them? right we are right at that moment like and it's just it to look at this and you're like you're looking at this art like you're drawn to the kind of the, the and these are these are fairly grotesque goblins um these are more probably what i think of for things like what i've seen for D, &D art for goblins um these are probably less of like our green skinned cranko uh you know squee type or our fuzzy little yetis from uh... or our fuzzy little yetis from uh from uh 
Tarkir. Tarkir. Yeah, I almost said Kamigawa, but that's our buddies, the Aki. But I mean, these are like, these are pretty grotesque looking. There's nose piercing. The eyes are solid black on one of them. Uh, yeah, and it's like, but it's your, we're seeing them looking straight towards them. And what we see is really, like you said, to me, it was the fact is the decision point itself is going on Indeed. behind their back where they're completely oblivious to what's happening. So cool. I'm, I'm, I hadn't noticed that. I noticed the archer, but I hadn't noticed the adventuring part before. Yeah. I was really looking at this art. Yeah. So like, I just like, Aaron Miller knocked it out of the park. Um, the art in the back is really kind of, the, like you said, the adventuring party. It almost has like that, uh, it's like the ethereal kind of just like softness to it in the background um, in lots of reds and, and oranges and yellows in the back. And then we, and we come to the forefront with the like, the clearness of the the grotesque goblins um but there really is a decision to be made here and what's funny is historically in D world goblins th- th- this is not really a decision yeah. right so this yeah so you know there's been kind of this discussion of moving certain abilities away from kind of the idea of like races and and stuff like that and um you know wanting to kind of not you, you, I've played recently with our group at the VA where, you know, somebody was a goblin um, artificer. There's more room to do those type of things now. So the fact that they're even making this decision about these two goblins is a very fascinating to me kind of way to see better representation of goblins and magic. (laughs) And, and maybe D and D at the same time too, which is kind of neat that that could actually happen. Um, and yeah, when I when I saw the card and I noticed that one of the options was befriend them, I was like, that is so cool. Like not just because, by the way, I'm going to totally play this in my Zada deck where I do a lot. Of- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your Zada deck. At first, I I checked to see if um I checked to see if it said target creature gets plus two plus zero or all creatures. Yeah, well, I mean, functionally, that will it's end the same. But it's three mana for a 2-0, that deck, now we're getting really in the weeds, is a little pricey. But the flex, <laughs> I get to pump my creatures, or I get to make some more. That's that's really nice, because that deck is basically just a combo deck, where I make as many goblin tokens as I can, and then combat troops on Z- Zada to try to, like go off yeah go wide i mean that's that's what you're trying to do this is and this is i love that idea of thinking of this card in multiples be able to condense two different this thing will fulfill basically the two halves of that combo at the same time which is really nice for that deck so that's i mean that's the main thing i mean getting you you know we we're this is so uh you know if people don't know me i'm sure the people who most people who do know that like uh, I I was in the hospital last week with a kidney stone um, and basically got this card, the preview card during this, and was like, like, enjoy and in pain at the same time in one of the weirdest ways I don't think I've ever felt before. But like, this was a big moment. Yeah, this was this was really cool. Um, we've we've talked about this a little bit. Probably to be honest, probably the last time was our, our second anniversary, which was about a year ago. Um, when we talked a, a, a lot about the cast and kind of how we got going and just just general behind-the-scenes things. But it's like when you are a creator and you create like this, there is there's milestones that you sort of expect and 
there's milestones where you like you don't expect them and there's there's kind of this feeling every so often something will come up and you'll just be like is, is this what making it feels like it's a weird it's a weird thing but like i'll tell you so many of them are things we don't expect but one of the handful that you kind of set out when you start being a content creator that you're kind of like oh that you know at least for me it was like yeah that would be really cool not really seeking it because i don't really know how or that there's a way to do it but it's a, just a cool thing to like we had a preview card we got to see a card really we got to talk about it really, to the community and reveal hey look at this cool thing coming up and like yeah, yeah like through our lens um and i think that you know that's why we can't say thank you enough to wizards because the, the this was such a it was just a, a, a smart choice for, so, i mean from our and, perspective and so perfect like this is you know uncommon combat trick thing but it it's a goblin card and like again you see a pair of goblins is so perfect for us and with all the flavor and the different mechanics to it like this really gave us something to talk about and it was such a perfect fit for us that it, it was it's so cool and can't thank wizards enough but also can't thank the community and our, and our listeners enough like um you know with our third anniversary coming up Hobbs and i've been talking a lot about it, you know, how lucky we are to, to how much we enjoy doing this and how lucky we are that there are people who are following and, and supporting us. But like, I still can't believe we had a hiatus about a year and a half ago and it didn't take us very long to get back right back to this. Once we came back, it was like a five or six month gap. Within a month of posting episodes, we were back to the same numbers or better. And it was just like the community that has started to follow us has really been supporting us and we really appreciate it. Yeah, we just, you you know, I, I often talk about this, like I'm in so many discords and um, I mean, obviously I'm going to pay attention to the one that's associated with the cast more, but the, the other element to that is there's a lot of discussion that goes on there, even even compared to some of the other discords I'm in, that, that community really like responds to each other and it's become kind of our own little goblin warren um, where everybody is kind of like able to come and feel pretty safe, I think. And, you know, I think that that's kind of one of the things that just, it helps keep us going um just realizing that you know like when weeks are tough or times are tough like we want to be able to put out kind of content for y'all and being able to share this with you is just amazing like this card being able to share this with you alex as like a co-host partner is just it's just i i'm just i'm stunned and i'm blown away and i just yeah so if so, if you you know if you're still here at this point, um, uh, <laughs> we want to let you know if if you, our cast is kind of a like Alex said, we're kind of that. I think we're a we're on that line between lore mechanics, but it's really about the real world. We talk a lot about the community, a lot about mental health. We have story tie-ins when it's relevant, and we kind of focus on the, that's how we got started. Was doing a lot more just clear lore. Uh, lore bits and then distill them down to the real world um that's still there but there's less of a focus and it's more just focused on things that we think are important for the community and are relevant to kind of within game and without game and that can be how to attend events and feel comfortable it can be like we just got out of mental health month doing all about different elements of mental health from hospitalizations to burnout to uh, a goblin token project done by an artist i mean we were really focusing on those things and so that's what we do if you're if you're new here and and all sorts like our, our last episode that um 
unfortunately Hobbs couldn't attend. It was me and, and a friend of mine talking about writing and the craft of writing because my friend Reinhardt was actually the writer for two of the stories from, um, oh my goodness, my mind is blanked. Strixhaven. Strixhaven, thank you. Two of the stories from Strixhaven. So, um, you know, he, he got to, t- we got to, I got to talk to him about his experiences working with wizards, writing these stories, his experience just in general, writing them and kind of how he approaches the craft of writing. And, and so that was a lot of fun. And so it's, it's things like that, a lot of community focus, a lot of mental health focus, a lot of sort of real world related to the game. We love this game and we like to talk about it, but honestly, we don't talk about cards the specific cards that often because no. often there's there's people who will do that and do that very well but what we're really interested in and so we'll talk about that when that's kind of relevant to what we're doing because we enjoy the game too but there's there's a lot more focus for us on things like the community and, and mental health because those are things that are important to us to talk about and that's kind of a space that there hasn't been a lot recently and I will say, you know, like this is an example of like how I could, I, I, I literally had started to sketch out in my mind, this is an episode that has already got my, I mean, sorry, this card already got my mind going on a whole episode on decision points and what decision points are. Like we could have gone down such a rabbit hole. Um, we're not doing that for this week. Doesn't mean it's not going to be coming up because just even looking at the card in this way and seeing how they're bringing the idea of what you do in, in role-playing or in a role-playing game um, where you're making those decisions as a group and you're, you know, those decisions then impact the future decisions and what choice points are is probably one of my favorite things to talk about within mental health, especially when we talk about the idea of values and value-driven action. And this, this card made me think of it. Like everything has a choice point. Um, and, you know, th- this is how cards or this is how magic really does matter to me and you know i see of it as kind of being like this is why i still play why i stay engaged is because of something like this just a card can make me think of a different way to maybe present um, a concept or an idea to somebody i work with or a client um it's got value and to see just the 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 buy-in to more value in gaming is just been a beautiful thing over the last couple of years for me yeah, and and for me, just a, a quick little bit of history as we're kind of closing out for for anyone who's joining us new and and hasn't listened to us before. This is something I've talked about in the past, but I I have social anxiety and magic a number of years ago. Um, right after I, I was finally diagnosed and I was seeing a therapist, like I started playing magic again because it it taught me how to talk to people. It taught me playing magic got helped me learn how to go out and do things again and and so that magic is a very important place for me as as well from from that angle so that's a our short episode for this week um we also want to make sure uh we want to thank uh you know um hipsters of the coast pays our our hosting fees and we're associated with them there'll be a little bit in the outro but just always want to thank them because i'm sure they'll be posting up this card in a little bit too to see um and then uh also, the Grinding Coffee Company, which is, uh, you know, we're leaving Pride Month. Um, this is going to be coming out right at the end of June. Uh, they are a Black-owned, LGBT, woman-run coffee shop uh, that provides um, sponsorships and uh, uh, collaborations with uh, gamers. And that's how they started out. They collaborated with gamers. And they're really, you know, it's really taking off. They're getting, they're getting picked up by Amazon. They're getting, you know, wider distribution. Um, I've been seeing them kind of more places. 
in, in their, but they're partnering. They even just came up with a, a their next blend coming out of Pride is called the Gay Agenda, and they worked with a, a group of um, like I believe Black queer women to come up with the, like this blend. And so we always want to thank them. They are they've been great to partner with this entire time. And thank you all. And uh... oh, before we leave, I have to throw out a conspiracy theory about this card oh, and the art. If you get to see the art at higher res, I am fairly certain that the goblin. One of the goblins is wearing a chain with keys around it. Um, and I'm pretty sure the key that you can kind of see is spelling out the word high intentionally. I'm calling an Easter egg in this art right there. And we will confirm this or not with Aaron Miller. Yeah, maybe, maybe never, but we certainly will. Try. I am at least going to attempt to confirm this. And it may never happen, but it says hi. And you need to believe me. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, that was great. Thank you all, and uh, talk to you later. And that's our show for today. You can find the host on Twitter. Hotsku can be found at Hotsku, and Alex Newman can be found at Mel underscore Comicler. Send any questions, comments, thoughts, hopes, and dreams to at GoblinLorePod on Twitter, or email us at GoblinLorePodcast at gmail.com. If you want to support your friendly neighborhood gobsmokes, the cast can be found at Patreon.com slash Opening and closing music by Vindergotten, who can be found on Twitter at Vindergotten or online at Vindergotten.bandcamp.com. Logo art by Steven Raphael, who can be found on Twitter at Steve Raphael. Goblin Lore is proud to be presented by Tipsters of the Coast as part of their growing Vorthos content, as well as magic content of all kinds. Check them out on Twitter at HipstersMTG or online at HipstersOfTheCoast.com. Thank you all for listening, and remember, goblins, like snowflakes, are only dangerous in numbers.